There are countless lies that society conditions us to believe. And in a way, this podcast is exposing each of them in turn, one by one and coming for them all, dismantling the establishment through the lens of magic and mindfulness and of course, manifesting. However, these lies about the human psyche are heavily damaging and very oppressive. These lies are continuously perpetrated on purpose to make change or growth seem impossible, especially for the individual. And the one that's currently pissing me off the most is this. No one wants to work. Or similarly, no one would work if they had the choice. Both of these statements are damn dirty lies, full stop. And I don't just mean in a political supposed labor shortage kind of way. I mean in a psychological, fundamentally human context kind of way. I can feel my cheeks getting red from frustration, and I've barely even started this episode. So I apologize if I come off as quite passionate about this topic because I am quite passionate about this topic. I feel very strongly that we as a collective and as as people who are in, in, in powerful positions in governing bodies have it all wrong that the big businesses and the governing bodies are designed to be demotivating and the people who run them are well aware of this fact and they are purposefully not doing anything about it because they want the average person to be demotivated. Humans are naturally creative and driven and ambitious. Our instinct is to explore and see what we can make. We do this naturally. Watch any child and you will believe that. We are inherently motivated to act. That is the default state of a human being. So how come so many of us struggle with motivation? We struggle to be motivated to do basic things, let alone take action on the big things. That's what I want to talk about in this podcast episode today. How to find motivation when you have none and how you likely got there in the first place. If you feel highly driven and ambitious, or if you have all but given up on taking action, this episode is for you. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Spiritually Inspired Podcast. Thank you for joining me on another wonderful Friday filled with manifesting, mindfulness, and magic. My name is Sarah Ray. I'm your manifesting coach, and I'm going to help you break through your manifesting ceiling. On this podcast, we explore the world of metaphysics so we can discover our own spiritual truth. So just take what resonates, leave what doesn't, and always dig deeper. If you enjoy the show, please consider liking and rating wherever you happen to be listening so we can reach more modern mystics with spiritual awesomeness. Yes! And before we dive into this episode, here's a quick word from our sponsor. What if you could manifest on demand, without fail, whenever you wanted? How would your life be different if you were guaranteed to manifest successfully every single time? No second guessing, no stress or struggle, just plain and simple co-creating your dream life with the universe. How would that feel? And how much longer are you willing to wait to feel that way? As your manifesting coach, it is my job to ensure you have everything you need to manifest on purpose because you are, let's face it, a beautiful, badass, modern mystic who deserves her dream life. Come on now. You might need a little bit of guidance to get you there, but that's okay. That's why I'm here. My powerful masterclass, How to Use the Law of Attraction the Right Way, is now available for you to download and watch right now. 
I only host this masterclass live a couple of times a year, and it is filled with so much spiritual awesomeness. I always get a lot of really positive and awesome feedback from those who attend live. And now you don't have to wait until the next live one to learn about the magic of manifesting. Go to spirituallyinspired.co slash free masterclass to sign up and watch today. You'll be able to pause, rewind, fast forward, and even come back to it, which is kind of a magic in itself. And not to mention all the spiritual awesomeness and all the manifesting golden nuggets of wisdom you'll get from watching it. Just picture your vision for your future. Hold that vision of your dream life close to your heart as you go to spirituallyinspired.co slash free masterclass so you can learn how to use the law of attraction the right way. This is your one-way ticket to that vision. And the time is now. Go to spirituallyinspired.co slash free masterclass so you can sign up and start watching today. This is another podcast episode inspired by another awesome book that I highly recommend. It's a psychology book that mainly focuses on workplace and business motivation. However, it's extremely applicable to our spiritual awakenings and indeed all areas of life. This book is called Drive, The Surprising Truth About What Motivates Us by Daniel H. Pink. I've mentioned it on social media a few times, along with some of the other books I've loved, so you may have heard me mention it already before. You can find a full list of book recommendations, including Drive and all my other books, at spirituallyinspired.co slash books. Awesome place to find a bunch of spiritual awesomeness. I was just blown away by Drive. I originally checked it out at the library because a beautiful client of mine was struggling with motivation, and the hope was that I would learn a few things that could improve my ability to coach her. She said to me, I know what I should be doing. I simply don't do it, and I can't figure out why. I can't bring myself to take action on any of the plans that I make. After our sessions together, she finally felt confident and motivated enough to take the leap towards her manifestations. It was amazing to witness the transformation from completely unmotivated to ambitious and even accomplished. Her manifestations came barreling into her life at full speed after that. So what changed? It's simple. We just decided to focus on intrinsic motivators instead of extrinsic motivators. So intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. This turns out actually to be eerily similar to switching from a growth mindset to a fixed mindset, which I have already talked about extensively on this podcast, another psychological topic, more specifically in episode 121. Being intrinsically motivated puts emphasis on the joy of the activity itself rather than on any potential rewards gained from doing that activity. We want to be intrinsically motivated because that's where the true fulfillment lies. The enjoyment, the happiness, and the peace, and the tranquility, and the accomplishment, that's where all of that exists. Motivation isn't elusive, not intrinsically anyway. There's just some blocks in the way right now, and they were put there by the way society has conditioned us, and we can just clear them away. Simple as that. <laughs> Let me start with 
by listing off a couple of ways that you can um, clear away some of those blocks that are blocking this intrinsic motivation that you inherently have. Because remember, motivation and taking action is the natural state of a human being. That's the default state. The unnatural state is not taking action, not being motivated, not doing anything. So the first thing you have to do to get motivated is to ditch rewards and punishments. This goes against nearly all standard operating procedures and systemized organizations. We're all expecting some kind of reward or punishment if, when we do certain things. That's basically how the world operates right now, right? And many people believe the only way to be motivated to do anything at all is if we can get some sort of reward for doing that thing. Think about statements like this. If I work eight hours, then I earn $160, or at least that's what you should be earning for eight hours of work. If I complete all my chores, then I get to eat a candy bar. If I come home, come in first place, I then get a trophy. But psychological studies of human behavior are proving this to be false. In fact, 128 studies are showing that tangible rewards have a substantially negative effect on intrinsic motivation. If-then rewards actually decrease motivation, satisfaction, and creativity. Eventually, these rewards become the only reason to act, which completely squishes all of our intrinsic motivation, meaning we no longer feel any kind of joy or fulfillment from doing that thing, even if we did at one point in time. And eventually, we essentially become addicted to the rewards, and the rewards have to get bigger because otherwise the motivation dips even more, even further than where it was before we even got the reward the first time. And this continues the cycle of relying on external motivation. The second thing you need to do to get yourself motivated is focus on the long term. If then rewards encourage short term thinking only. What we need to be happy, successful, and fulfilled in life is long term thinking. This also helps us be more mindful about what we're actually spending our time doing because we can ask ourselves, does this support my long term vision? Another way of thinking about this is saying, does this fall in alignment with my divine truth. It's fine to be motivated by instant gratification sometimes. And in fact, there are plenty of studies that show if-then rewards are quite successful in the short term when used to motivate people to complete repetitive, grindy tasks that require no creativity, that are just grunt work. If-then rewards are quite successful in that regard. But the second we step beyond the mundane tasks and into anything more inspired, we want to be thinking big picture. So the third thing I want to inspire you to do to get yourself motivated is engage more freely. This is what I mean by this, autonomy. Autonomy is key in motivation. It has to be your choice to engage in whatever it is that you're doing or needing to do. This was my biggest takeaway from the book drive because it really spoke to what I feel the workforce needs most right now. And I'm willing to guess that 99% of you hearing my voice right now are in the workforce in some regard or have been at some point in time. And you might know what it feels like to not feel like you have a choice and all those times where you felt like you didn't have a choice, what was your motivation like? Like, were you inspired to do what you needed to do? Were you, did you want to do a good job? Were you proud of what you did? Probably not, because autonomy is key in motivation. What we ultimately want to do is find those perfect Goldilocks tasks, the ones that aren't too easy or aren't too challenging, but push us just the perfect amount when the challenge is exciting and not daunting. Here's a quote directly from the book from Daniel Pink. 
One source of frustration in the workplace is the frequent mismatch between what people must do and what people can do. When what they must do exceeds their capabilities, the result is anxiety. When what they must do falls short of their capabilities, the result is boredom. But when the match is just right, the results can be glorious. When we're free to choose how we spend our time and our energy, we'll inevitably spend it doing something that brings us joy, or at least something that brings a sliver of happiness in this the slightest way. If then rewards require people to give up a portion of their autonomy, which is a major motivation killer, humans want to be engaged. It's part of our design. When that desire leaves us, we're left feeling empty and helpless, and we often can't quite figure out why we feel this way. Hence, in the case of my client that kind of inspired this episode. Even if it seems small, just make it a point to freely engage in your favorite activity for the pure sake of enjoyment, and you will be shocked at how quickly your motivation fills back up when you're the one in charge of what you're doing and creating. Lack of motivation causes. As I mentioned before, my client was feeling very unmotivated to take action on her manifestation dreams. Do you relate to that right now? Somewhere along the way, the joy has been lost. Whatever rewards we may have received in the past no longer hold the same value. And there's just no reason to chase after a reward you don't truly want. At the end of the day, what all humans want is happiness, fulfillment, love, and acceptance. These things do not come from extrinsic influences. They come from intrinsic satisfactions. If you're feeling a total lack of motivation in any capacity, I highly encourage you to engage in some activity just for the pure joy of it. Let go of expectations and overly strict instructions. Give yourself permission to play. According to Pink and the 128 psychological studies he reviewed for a better understanding of human motivation, if we have autonomy over our time, our tasks, our technique, and our team, our intrinsic motivation gets a natural boost. I thought this part of the book was really interesting. It resonated deeply with me because I felt the truth of it within my own experiences in my past. So I would like to break this idea of autonomy down a little bit further. Autonomy is everyone's most prized possession. As soon as we start losing our autonomy, our freedom of choice, stress and anxiety set in, among many other painful emotions, because losing our autonomy means losing a piece of our humanness. Everyone has free will. This is the, a law of the universe. However, our modern society is deliberately set up in such a way that individuals are left with little to no choice in many matters. This idea is ultimately where the idea of no one would work if they didn't have to come came in, I think. I mean, it seems logical. People were coerced into taking full-time jobs they didn't necessarily want, all of which squandered their motivation. So of course they wouldn't do them if they didn't have to. Like nobody would engage in things that they don't want to do if they didn't have to. And even that whole idea of having to do it is kind of ambiguous and sort of hard to nail down. And obviously it's just really not true that humans wouldn't work if they didn't want to or if they didn't have the choice. Humans are intrinsically motivated, but only when it's something that matters to them and when they're not constantly worrying about other things like paying the bills or facing toxic people or doing tasks they despise or physically can't do. When people feel safe and comfortable, they naturally find something to work on. 
something that they care about. So that's not entirely true at all to say that people wouldn't work if they had the choice in the matter. They just wouldn't work with the bad people. <laughs> it's way more accurate to say people wouldn't work on things they don't care about if they had the choice, but they do anyway because they're in a culture that requires the rewards reaped from being stuck in that mundane work cycle. Let's circle back quick to the idea of those four T's. If we have autonomy over our time, our tasks, our technique, and our team, we can accomplish anything. Choosing what we do, how we do it, when we do it, and who we do it with is the ideal situation, <laughs> is it not? This isn't just some optimistic dream that's only possible for wealthy people either. This is a new way of looking at our human needs so that we can meet them and be happier, more fulfilled, motivated, all the things, all the things that we want to be. And you might not yet realize it because you're so used to lacking autonomy, but you do have plenty of opportunities to mold your obligations to suit your freedom needs. I promise you just got to think outside the box a little bit. I've had multiple clients negotiate a four-day work week successfully, and also my own mother-in-law has done this too, and I once transferred departments completely at work because it was a better fit, and there was zero resistance to that, and I've known people to completely rewrite their own company procedures because they found ways of completing the same work more efficiently. You would be surprised at how many people are open to making their, or I should say how many companies are open to making their employees happy. It's just the big ones that have all the power are the worst offenders with taking away their employees' autonomy. I challenge you to look around where you feel the most oppressed and get creative on how you can improve the external situation. Ironically, this will improve your intrinsic motivation by eliminating a lot of stress factors. So just kind of play around this idea of where you can insert more autonomy into your life. And this whole idea of manifesting autonomy is something that I'm adopting a little bit more in my personal life too. I am now working actively on manifesting more autonomy, autonomy over my time, over my projects, over how I get things done and over who I do it with. Because like I said, these things resonate so true and so deeply that I am sort of changing all of my manifesting efforts around this new idea. When I was in high school, I took all the journalism classes because I loved the teacher so much. I loved her and I was part of the school's newspaper and she was the one that ran it and I just really loved it and I loved writing too. Never once did I care what my grades were in those classes because all four of the autonomy T's were being met for me at that time. So the grade wasn't motivating me in the slightest and I cared only about doing fantastic work on those journalism projects. I cared only about getting that newspaper paper printed. It was a great experience, but I did not care at all about what my grade was. In fact, I was shocked when I realized that my grade was a B minus. I was like, what? I'm learning way more than what this grade is representing. And even back then I was like, this is not representing how much I'm getting out of this class. The journalism slash English teacher that I adored, she was such a role model for me. She was also the teacher that led the newspaper club and she just really nurtured these intrinsic motivators. And as a result, I learned so much and I'm still writing, you know, well over a decade later. I had the freedom over how I spent my time in those journalism classes and during the club meetings and especially even more so when I eventually became editor of the paper. I think that was my senior year. 
might have been my junior year. I can't, I don't recall, but I was definitely editor of the paper at one point and I got even more intrinsically motivated to just do a really good job. And I only cared about just doing a fantastic job. I had the freedom over my technique because she taught me what I needed to know, the skill of newspaper column writing, but then she cut me loose and that was exactly what I needed. And I had so much fun experimenting with different types of uh, interview types, different ways of finding and creating stories. And I vividly remember doing all the work so so many years later, and I truly believe that all that I learned in those journalism classes have helped me create this podcast that I'm really proud of as well. I have had, or during that time, I had freedom over my team because I helped recruit new writers for the paper, which of course were all of my friends. <laughs> and being surrounded by people I like being with made the work so much more enjoyable. And even now, this is so true. Like if you hate your coworkers, it makes the job so much more unbearable. So I'm using this experience the experience of having full autonomy way back in high school. And I'm using that to tap into the energy of autonomy that I want to cultivate more of into my life right now. I remember so clearly how it feels to be swimming with intrinsic motivation. Even if I had no idea that that term existed until this year, I know that feeling of full autonomy and I'm tapping into that so I can cultivate more of it. And I want to invite you to consider doing the same. How can you cultivate more autonomy, more freedom of choice in your life? What's violating your autonomy right now and how can you overcome it? Because you can, you are empowered, you are not a victim. If this episode sounds intriguing to you and you have questions or you want to dig deeper into the mo human motivation, I highly recommend reading Drive by Daniel H. Pink, especially if you're wondering how the heck to implement all these concepts into your corporate and or your entrepreneurial life, since that is the focus of that book as a whole and not that was not the focus of this episode, but definitely dive into that with the book if you want to know more about that. I just kind of adapted it to fit a spiritual angle here. You can find the link to that book and all of the other books I love and recommend at spirituallyinspired.co slash books. Let's recap really quick the main takeaways from this episode. The first one, if you're feeling completely unmotivated, work to rid your life of rewards and punishments and to start focusing on the long-term over the short-term and engage more freely with the activities that bring pure joy for the, just for the sake of being joyful. And the second thing, autonomy is everyone's most prized possession. And as soon as we start losing our autonomy, our freedom of choice, stress, and anxiety really set in. And among many other painful emotions, because losing our autonomy means more to us than anything else. That means losing a piece of our humanness. And finally, I want you to ask yourself, how can you cultivate more autonomy and freedom of choice in your life? What is violating your autonomy right now and how can you overcome it? Thank you so much for listening. This has been episode 131 of the Spiritually Inspired Podcast titled How to Find Motivation When You Have None. I'm your host and manifesting coach, Sarah Ray. And as you go on your way today, know that I'm sending you an abundance of love, light, and inspiration. Blessed be. Hey, Mystic. Did you know that every single week I offer free Reiki to anyone and everyone who needs it and wants it? Yep. All you got to do is go to spirituallyinspired.co slash free group to join our next live weekly circles. On Monday mornings, we all join together to reconnect, talk manifesting, to tune in with the astrological influences, to pull some tarot cards, to do some Reiki, and to hold each other accountable in a space of love and manifesting and magic. 
Go to spirituallyinspired.co slash free group to join our next free weekly circle.